0: i'm adam hergenrother and welcome to business meets spirituality this is a show for leaders and high achievers who've experienced success on the outside and still feel like something is missing in their life who have made money and accomplished big goals but then ask themselves is this all there is after all business is nothing but a conduit for your personal growth need nothing and enjoy everything this is business meets spirituality Hey everybody, welcome back. Super excited to be here today. Today we're going to talk about a topic which... um it's going to be a fun one, uh, one that I am uh, extremely passionate about. Mainly, I'm passionate about this from, uh, I'm approaching this from a, my own curiosity. I love jumping on there and doing these podcasts with you all uh, and with Hallie, because these are questions I have for myself. And it's almost like um, a little bit of self-indexing to try to figure it out for myself while I talk through all of this stuff. So you guys can learn from this as well too. So we're going to jump into a, a topic about spirituality, mindfulness, consciousness at work, and we're going to go deep into what that means. And there may be some context in here that may initially, when you hear this kind of piss you off, which at least when I was first introduced to some of these topics and I tried to bring this into my own self, I was a little pissed off. And just, and then over the years, I just kept asking myself the deeper and deeper questions and it started to make more sense. So just don't, before you shut me off and you just get pissed at this, just listen on um, and just kind of listen to this episode because I think it just, if anything, it'll bring a deeper question to it. And I would love to hear from you around this. And I value everyone's opinion on this because it strengthens all of our um, our goals, which is to ultimately bring cautious into business. Um, so first, why do uh, um, spirituality at work. We, we, why do people work? Why do people have careers? Why do people do what they do? And so fundamentally, at least for me, when I got into business, I got into business to um, either fix a problem for myself or to give meaning to myself, or to um, get power or prestige and money, which then money would buy me things and I would hopefully feel better about these things. And so I approached it this way. And as you have known in listening to these podcasts and just or your own interpretations of how you've grown throughout the world, is that when you get more material things, you don't ultimately feel happier. You don't have more joy. You don't feel like a higher state, at least for longer periods of time. You may temporarily feel um, a sense of relief from the ego or the lower self when you acquire these things or when you're going to work and you give a killer presentation, you may feel meaning. But um, I started asking a deeper question. I said, well, why, what if we're showing up to work to try to fix a personal problem within ourselves? Meaning we're coming to work because we don't feel whole and complete inside. So we're looking for meaning. And the meaning, we come to work to gain the meaning there so that we are feeling better inside. Again, we're using an external situation to try to fix ourselves internally. We're just using business as this conduit for personal growth. I'm gonna pause there for a quick second. This is why, though, business is such a powerful place to work on yourself. This is why business is such an awesome place to reach enlightenment, to gain consciousness, to move up and evolve as a soul. Whatever words make sense for you, it makes a lot more sense for you to do this. Because when you start doing this, it doesn't mean tomorrow it's going to automatically be there. It may be your entire life you get to work on this, but slowly, 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 you'll gain more awareness around all of this. So again, people are showing up to work to solve a problem internally. They don't feel enough. They're, they want to come to work to make money so that they can go on a trip. They can go and they buy something. Again, when you're buying those things or going on the trip, you're looking for a feeling from the, the purchase or from the trip to make yourself feel whole and complete. And yes, they will give it to you for those periods of time, but then you need another trip and then you need something else, right? So you start at the core of this. And You know, the Buddhists talk about working at the root, right? It's like you can't water a leaf. Uh, and expect the tree to grow. You've got to work on the root. So it's, it's a deeper level conversation here around business. So we're, we're showing up to work again. It doesn't mean that meaning's bad, right? That's the, that's the question I've always asked. Stuff. Well, I love what I'm doing. I love the feeling I get from this. Yes. But what if the feeling, what if you can already have that feeling inside? And then when you show up to work, you're expressing yourself, you're creating yourself. So you're serving the world in harmony with how things are unfolding And therefore, you end up getting what you want because you need nothing from the experience, right? You don't need anything from work, yet you show up and give all of yourself to work in that moment purely from a creative spot so you can serve the world so that if every human being operated from this way, it would just be a better place to work. And it doesn't mean problems aren't going to show up, doesn't mean communications aren't going to have issues, doesn't mean you're going to get stuck at times. So I want you to think of this. So a couple of ways to just start this process um, is... that I've started using in my life is when I drive up into my office because you just need to center yourself first, right? So I drive up into my office and before I get out of my car, uh, my truck actually, before I get out of it, I stop, I pause. And just for about three seconds, I remind myself, that I'm not coming to work to get something for myself. I'm coming to work to serve the people that I work with, to serve my clients, to serve the world, whatever. Serving, I'm serving into the moment that just gets to unfold in front of me and I'm just gonna take as much joy as I can in that moment to serve the moment at work, right? This goes on for the rest of your life, but I'm talking about work here, right? So, I serve so I, before I get out of my car, I get myself straight. Because if, you, if you're honest with yourself, we come into work. And if you have employees, a lot of times we're trying to get something from employees. Even if you love the employees, you're still trying to get something from them so that something can happen so you can feel better instead of going in there and serving more of it. So just as you pull up in your car, just center yourself and remind yourself that I am coming into work to serve, not to get, right? Remember, need nothing, enjoy everything. So you're serving this. Um, and that's going to be a powerful place. Now, as you're walking in there, you may have centered yourself and you're doing it, but if you're like me, you walk into your work and bam, right? Within like 30 seconds, of you coming in there you're like, holy shit, I just lost my centeredness, right? Like there's 17 problems coming at me in the first three seconds. I've got a line of door of people. I've got a packed calendar and you instantly start losing this. I'm serving here and you just want to solve problems. You're trying to just get these things and it feels good to do that, right? So you get caught up in this. So you need to have some tactics throughout the day, right? So I use a little, the door jams, right? So whenever I walk into a door or I'm walking through an office or whatever it is, I'm just for a nanosecond, I'm reminding myself, sir right? Serve. You know, the other day I remember walking in and I had a whole list of, uh, um, I had coaching client calls, um, with some very successful individuals. I had, um, uh, I was, I was teaching and I just had all a whole bunch of this stuff and I was like, man, I don't really want to do this. And I reminded myself as I walked through the door, you get to serve, you get to serve. And it ended up being some of the best calls. So just that quick little reminder, the other, the other reminder tactic of this is that every time I pick up the phone, I remind myself That I am literally here to serve. I'm picking up the phone. I'm about to make a phone call. Or if I'm seeing a phone call and I can see the number that it's somebody that I'm like, shit, right? Like this is gonna bring some in. This is this is maybe not the news that I want to get, right? Or it's just gonna be a tough conversation or whatever it is. I just remind myself it's just a conversation. I'm just spinning here. I'm just in this little this earth is spinning around. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just here enjoying the moment. There's nothing that that conversation can have to make me feel different if I'm already whole and complete, right? So I just remind myself that I get to serve the phone call. I get to serve the, the meeting that I'm going to have. But this stems from us being able to center ourselves constantly. Now, as I said before, you're not going to just all of a sudden apply this. This is going to be years of work because we've, 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 uh, we've been operating in such a way that we're, we're trying to switch jobs or we're trying to, you know, you're, you're trying to... You, change companies or whatever you do to try to make yourself feel good or once you climb the ladder and you, you need something else and so you just, you keep you trying to use work as a way to gain additional meaning and yes, it, it, it does work. Like you get meaning from work but it's not going to be long. It's not going to be everlasting. The, the kind of test that we did, and so we were having a little bit of a combative argument before we jumped on here, <laughs> was this, if like you start leaving work, and this is true to me too, right? If I start leaving my work, I start losing a part of me. I feel like I've lost part of my identity. Um, and that to me just is a symbol that like, I'm still putting a lot more of trying to get something meaning from work instead of first being meaningfulness inside that I can then take that and share everything I can with the world and, or the people around me or the consumers or your family, whatever it is, you're still taking it. I'm still getting something from outside. Now maybe it's 50, 50, maybe it's 75. Yes. And there are going to be a lot of moments when you get to work, man, and you are in a flow, you're kicking ass. You're, you just work 20 hours. You even realize it. You are writing a blog post. You're, you're in a presentation. You're just in in depth in a spreadsheet about some calculations. You're involved in this investment deal and and you're delivering to a DRB board that you're presenting this new project. Yes. There's going to be many times where you get that feeling where you're just in, service mode, you're just in that flow, you're getting there. So that's the tricky part of all of this is that we get caught in these flows and it makes us feel like we're there. But if we start removing ourselves from this or the, the moment we start to, if we, if we stop working or different things and we start feeling less than who we were when we stopped doing the activity externally, then we know that we're still operating from a place of trying to get something from work, right? Now, um, understanding that we can then use business as this opportunity to let go of the part of ourselves that needs it so we can then put everything into the moment for instance like you know when you when you start approaching it this way you can let go of that part of you that wants to 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 gain something from something else right so um a couple other examples of this, if you think about this. Well, let me just let me just pause for a second here, because um, I can see Hallie taking a bunch of notes. What when I when I talk about this, Hallie, what instant questions come to your mind? Because I know that's probably for the lead, the listeners as well too.
1: Actually, you answered some of them. Oh, well, perfect. So this is great. This is great. Um, one of the biggest questions I had was how how do you achieve that? You know, if people are looking for meaning, how do you find meaning without using the external kind of as a, a context or as a construct to figure out the meaning. So I'm not sure if you quite answered that one. You started talking about awareness, which helped and having that kind of uh, putting things into perspective. When you stop and pause, you use the door jams, you use the, you know, picking up the phone as these little like signposts to bring you back um, and reframing your perspective. So that was super helpful, but I'm still, I'm still struggling a little bit with if, if I'm looking for meaning at work or wherever I am looking for meaning, how do I, how do I do that without using external forces to help me navigate that?
0: Yeah, and it's a great question. And so it goes, but I'm glad I answered some of your questions too. Um, So it goes back to the fundamental is is you got to start putting things in play every single day to start Getting rid of the part of you that is looking for that, right? Um, Which is the awareness when you're in the car. Which is the door jams. Which is the uh, the when you're picking up the phone, just reminding you're here to serve constantly. It's the constant awareness. Now, this always this is why we talk about business a kind of a personal growth because think about it. Think about the problems and challenges that happen in work every day. You. This is such an opportunity that they're going to hit your stuff, right? When somebody gets a job that you don't want, when somebody gets a raise that you don't want, when somebody gets a a development deal that you wanted to get and you didn't have this, when um, all these different things show up or somebody, you have a lawsuit that comes across your desk or people leave and that you didn't want to leave unexpectedly or somebody starts a competition or there's economic forces, all of these things are going to derail us from getting necessarily what we want. And we look at them as problems. So what a great opportunity to use that situation to let go of the part of us that wanted to get past that first for a feeling to let go of that so that as we do that, we can then find a solution to the problem. So every day you have these major challenges that show up in business, which normally wouldn't show up in your everyday life. Mm-hmm. So you come to work to serve, but you're coming to work now for a lot of us to start learning how to gain consciousness. That's why you're using business as this opportunity because you're you're facing challenges that you wouldn't show. If you're sitting at home watching football on a Sunday, you're not, not necessarily going to get a lawsuit or people leaving or whatever challenges that show up every day. But when they show up, you get an opportunity to first center yourself, let go of the part of you that's really frustrated. And as you start doing this, that is the process to getting rid of all the junk and stuff that you've stored. Right. And so as you get rid of all that stuff, you start returning back to the natural state. Remember, and you posed this question earlier, it's not about, um, trying to find meaning inside it's not you're not doing that well we've done all of our lives me included as we've 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 added we've just put and piled all of these things in our lives right like these these whether they're whether we resisted something or clung to something we've stored them all inside us right like just you have a natural flow of a river when you're first born that's why people are just in the moment as babies right And you've piled and dammed all these rocks on it and then we have to start removing the rocks. So business gives us that opportunity to do this. Is it easy? No. It's actually very difficult. Even this conversation is very difficult to get out there and have because it makes you challenge what you're doing every day. And that in itself causes people to go. Why does just instantly that's just not right? Well, if you just dig deeper to this and see that there is another angle to it, you can start applying some of these principles in your life. And every opportunity that presents itself shows up as a problem. You get to let go of that part of you um, that uh, that that is holding you back from um, finding that inner stillness that you're actually looking for. Did I answer your question?
1: Yeah. So I mean, we go. I mean, I get it. Like business is the ultimate kind of experiment and playground for figuring out all of this spirituality and, and personal growth. I mean, it is yes. the best place to do that. But then my, my the other part of me is thinking, well, then I'm going to work to gain a higher level of consciousness. So I'm still going to work to get something.
0: Yeah. And so that's, that's. I didn't think I answered this fully. Thank you for bringing that up. So when you're doing that, you actually are not trying to get anything. You're actually trying to return back to your state that you naturally are, which is the high level of consciousness. It's that constant stream. And what we've done is we've piled all this stuff up. And what we're doing is we're not trying to get to anything. We're trying to get back to the state that we naturally are.
1: Just still getting something. Well,
0: kind of. If you're already there and you've just piled it up, is it really getting, you're not really gaining something new. All you're doing is removing the stuff that's already there. Like With if the
1: intention you, to serve better. Not, yes. Not really for the purposes of you getting meaning or you getting a higher level of consciousness. The whole purpose is to actually let go of those things in order to really give back and to serve others. Others, the moment, the, the communi- moment. community exactly of the right. world. That's exactly right. When you remove that personal, it yes. makes more sense to
0: me. Because the personal is all about, I need to get something from work. For whether me, that's money, for me, for me it's all okay. me to do it, right? That's the whole phrase is need nothing. Need nothing from the moment, but enjoy everything the moment gives to you. And so as you do that, and that's why work is such a powerful place to be able to do this. And you are having this dialogue about how, you know, consumer capitalism, right, or consumer just just wanting material things really skyrocketed in the 80s, right? You can think about this, it's like how many rings and houses that people have, right? Just the glamour of everything had and, and just people wanted all these things. And then in the 90s and, and 2000s, entrepreneurship in terms of the modern day entrepreneurship of everyone being able to go out there and create something from their house with very little money just skyrocketed all of these individuals. I believe this happened so people can go out there and start becoming more successful, which gives more economic growth for everybody, particularly in the Western society, to gain more of the material success people think they need um, so that then they can, and when, they, when they're doing this, they can gain more of the material success and that then they can wake up and realize, well, like, hey, everyone told me that when I got to this or what I've been taught or thought that as soon as I got this or even started my own company to forget about the money that you made that I was going to feel differently. And you realize that, you don't, at least not to the level or to the degree that you thought you did, and/or you feel like you still need to get more from it. And that's kind of the the question is like you may have reached a level of success that's incredible to you, but you still want more, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's the, you just don't want more. Whether you ran a five k, and then you want to do a ten k, right? Or whether you, you know, you you had a, an amazing moment with your child, but then you want more amazing moments with your child. I'm not saying you don't want amazing moments with your child, but you're you're still trying to get something externally. And that's business is the same thing. So if you can wrap your head around that, just for a second, about how we approach business versus trying to come in there and get something instead of going there and trying to let go of yourself to serve yourself better so that you become clean. It's kind of like there's a bunch of trash in your garage. You got to start taking out a trash bag one at a time. As you get rid of everything, the, the, gar- the, the um, garage becomes clean. And then you can operate from that place to serve your community, to serve the people that you're in. So you just at that point, you don't know, need anything more from the moment. And you also become an unbelievable competitor at that point. And the funny thing is you actually end up getting almost everything that you want.
1: And then some. And then
0: some because <laughs> you're operating from a different place, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Michael Singer talks about this who built, you know, his author own tethered soul, he's trying to experiment. And he 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 talks about um you know, as he built a billion, he sold his company for over $3 billion at one point. And he said he ended up working on people more than the business in terms of working on them about letting go of themselves. And he said, as he worked with these people about using work to really gain consciousness, they ended up becoming leaders or other, or startups of other companies or entrepreneurs after their company had reached the level they wanted to because they ended up letting go of that part of them so that then they could become, and then people get attracted to that because you're no longer attached to every single outcome or you don't need everything outcome to be able to do this you know um you know stress at work is the same way when so when i think about stress at work um, stress comes from two things right stress or burnout which is a big topic for people right it comes from two different things number one is um it comes from fear which is that you're going to get what you don't want so stress is stress is resistance just plain and simple when you resist something you feel stress. And so this is, this is why we people feel so, I mean, it's like, I think about, we talk about the corporate athlete. We talk about, right? Just how much stress people have in their lives. And it's because it comes from two things. It comes from fear or desire. And it's because we're either way, we're still resisting something. So the fear part is that we're going to fear that we're going to get something that we don't want. We're going to get a lawsuit. We're going to have our employees walk out. We're going to get fired. Somebody else is going to get their job, right? Something's going to happen, right? The desire part of this is that I want to get something but I'm not sure how to get it yet or I haven't achieved it yet. That's the desire part. Either one of those cases is that you're resisting the current moments that are there. And as you're resisting both those moments, that in itself causes stress at work. It's not necessarily that number of hours people work. And we've had this dialogue before. I mean, you could get lost in writing a poem or drawing or an athlete that's just working out or a business owner who's stuck in a, you know, not stuck or is just involved in a spreadsheet. I remember, I can remember when I was taking advanced honors, Wall Street seminar in college, right? like I, I, First of all, academics is, is not my strongest suit, but I, I worked hard enough to get good grades in those things. And I remember I had to do this presentation on Wall Street. Um, and it was my first kind of big presentation that I ever had to do. And man, I got in this, I used to use Excel like it was like back of my hand. I just got really proficient at it. And we were providing high yield bond recommendations to a, um, a pretty large capital company down there. And so I remember I got lost for almost basically an entire night, uh, me and our team did just putting these things together it wasn't work it was just that we were just trying to make this thing better just trying to just just make the whole presentation kind of nailing this entire thing. And yes, we got like two hours sleep, but we were so fired up because we were so passionate. about It Never, nobody it wasn't like a traditional, like you've got to do this work. Nobody's even telling us what we had to do. There wasn't even in a, like you just said, you have to give a presentation. So nobody had cared, but we cared so much about, and we just got lost into that moment. I think that happens in business too. So you just get lost into these moments. And that's, that's a beautiful thing to be able to do, right? So stress comes from one of two things. It's always about resistance. Stress comes from not from fear, which is getting what you don't want or desire, which is trying to get something that you want. In either one of those cases, that is going to be a recipe for burnout in your job. I was just having a coaching client talk about this yesterday and I coached him on this and he, he's he got a, um, a bunch of employees and he said he had a realization when he was coaching one of his um, team leaders. He said that... Um, I think the reason why you're stressed is because you're still trying to hit a number instead of trying to serve the client. You're still trying to get a number even though you really want to serve and so it's burning you out. And so we approach the conversation differently of like how many relationships can you get into, right? How can you really listen to the communication instead of just making this a number which they had naturally gone away from because they were so focused on trying to get an outcome. They were so afraid of not getting what they, didn't, what, what they didn't want to get, which is fired, or they were so desired to try to get this number that they forgot about the whole reason why they were doing it. So we incorporated that conversation into his coaching and he brought that into them and it just changed the dynamics. And sure enough, they went out there and had a very, very successful couple of weeks. Um, it's just an g- example from those things. So stress doesn't come from hours. It doesn't come from your actual job in itself. It comes from you resisting the moment. And as you resist the moment, it's because of one or two things.
1: To burnout comes up a lot in all these yes. conversations that we're having, which I, I feel it might be a little bit different than stress. It's similar. But um, one of the things I know that we talk about a lot is, is, is that it isn't the time. Stress is, let's put stress to the side for a second, just talk about burnout. It really isn't the the um the number of hours that somebody is working, as yeah. you as you said, but I feel like it's when because I felt this before, yeah, <laughs> you know this. Yeah. It's when you're not in alignment, mm-hmm. actually, with who you are and how you want to be showing up at work and the things you want to be doing, and how you want to be expressing yourself. I think the burnout happens when you're not in your flow and you're not in alignment.
0: Yeah, and then you can really trace that. You're absolutely right. And you can trace that when you're in that flow, that is that moment that we're all talking about that everyone experiences, right? This kind of like the term enlightenment is people are feeling it all the time, right? So they're actually getting glimpses of this in their work, in their their kids, with their lover, with their sports or skiing or something. You get into a flow um, when you're aligned with yourself and you're serving the moment. And we all get into that at times. I'm just saying, how do we operate that from that place all the time? right? How do we operate there? How, what work do we have to put in? How do we use, since we're showing, look, here's the thing. I mean, half your life, you're going to be freaking working, right? I mean, seriously, why don't you use it as an opportunity to grow internally instead of thinking that you have to go meditate for six hours in a cave, right? That's work too, right? It's, it's hard to let go of these problems. For instance, let's talk about even just listening at work, right? So another great example of this is when or, or we're coming into a, maybe a meeting or you're just in a one-on-one conversation with somebody, a lot of people are, when they're listening, they come in to the meeting with a preconceived notion of how everything needs to be, right? And then when it starts to go down and somebody has a, of course, somebody's going to have a different belief. Look, at, <laughs> the whole point of having people in work is to get different opinions, so when everyone walks into the meeting or when you're starting to listen into a group and you're automatically cutting off the opinions or you think that you're right, what's the point of you having the meeting, right? Like it's just, it's so fascinating that you do this. So how you work on yourself in this is when you're walking into listening to a meeting or a one-on-one is you center yourself first. So maybe again, it's walking through the door jam. You just remind yourself you're here to serve. Am I bringing my personal, my personalness, my personal garbage, my personal like
1: agenda, agenda
0: into this conversation Or am I letting that go? This is all working on yourself, by the way. Every single one of these steps that we've kind of outlined is exactly working on yourself. So you, am I bringing this personal agenda into it or am I just listening to the person? And so bring this into your everyday conversation. Just listen to somebody. One of the things you can do is also, if you look deeply into people's eyes where you're talking, people feel that differently, right? They can get these, and you no longer are sitting there thinking like, I gotta bring my agenda. Because here's the thing, Ray Daly in his book, Principles, who's just a brilliant man, he talks about how, and I love this, this conversation that he brings into it. He said it's all about radical conversations. If you haven't read his book, it's great. But he says, look, why wouldn't I be prepared to walk in there and be completely wrong? If I'm wrong, then somebody's going to strengthen my argument so I don't make a bad decision. If I'm right, then people are just going to strengthen the fact that I'm right. So either way, I'm willing to let go of the outcome when I walk in there. That's literally what he's doing. And he also, by the way, lives a, he's big in the of meditation. He has a whole facility in this. He lives in a very modest house for being the Multi billionaire that he is, he's just behind the scenes. He doesn't need any of that because he's serving a lot of the moments. He's really brought this into his organization. He's a great example of that. He just literally walks in the conversation and says, "I'm willing. I'm willing to be open to any conversation. And if I'm right, then great. The argument is going to everyone's arguments and and beliefs are going to strengthen why I'm right. And if I'm wrong, great." Because I'm wrong and it saved me from making a bad decision. Except for as leaders or in a hierarchy situation or even somebody that wants to be right, you come in there and you're, yes, when you fight to want to be right, you're going to be right no matter what it is. You can find an argument for you to be right. But then what's the point of even having the conversation you're not willing to be open to it? So when you're listening or having that communication style at work, this is how you can bring consciousness right into it. You're just willing to let go of the part of you that wants to be right and be open to listening to somebody else's viewpoints. And let me tell you, it's not easy, by the way, especially if you've been operating that way where you want to be right all the time, but if you can willing to let go of that part of you, you start to see a different angle. You start to gain a different perspective and then it strengthens the outcome for the group. It strengthens the outcome for the community, it strengthens the outcome for your business and ultimately for the world, right? You get, you get that point. So when you're, when you're approaching listening and communication to this, but you have to center yourself. So for me, it's when you walk into a door, maybe it's when, as soon as you put your butt down in the seat, or if you're standing up or whatever it is, center yourself and let go of your personal agenda, let go of the part of you that needs to be right. And if you start in the middle of a conversation of wanting to just rebuttal or argue with it, get somebody else's opportunity to come in and comment, let the conversation flow. It's okay to argue. It's okay to have a very fierce conversation, but don't do it from a place where you're trying to be right to feel good about yourself. Do it from a place that you can be right because it strengthens the community, the business, everybody. That is consciousness that work into the business world. That's how you can strengthen. That's why the whole, when circling back to this original conversation, how you can use business as a part of you, as a way to let go of you every single day. I mean, more than half your life, you're here. Use this as an opportunity to be able to do that. As you let go of this, all of these, every action, every single part of your day is letting go. And if you just bring this every single day, you don't even need to meditate, right? You meditate to bring more mindfulness to yourself, to bring yourself back to the present moment so you can operate from the present moment, right? This is, this is how you also bring tactics or, 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 um, conscious into the business place so you can work on yourself. And if you do this for a week, then a month, and then a year, I promise you, you will be a completely different human being. You just naturally start removing that part of you that needs to be right. Naturally start removing that part of you that needs to gain something from the group or gain money to be able to do something with. Look, I love money just as much as everybody else does, right? You're not saying you're not going to get it. I'm saying don't try to get it to make yourself feel better. That's the bifurcation of this is really important. And when you when it finally just clicks for you or you have that aha moment of you can see the polar the duality of the situation that's happening, that's when you can really really come from creativity, enthusiasm, joy, which is all what you wanted by the way, from all of those things that you wanted to get anyways. It's the same thing as you just bring another example in there. As a mother or a father, when you have kids, if you become the identity of your mother, uh, of a mother or a father, when the kid leaves, you're gonna feel empty in, outside, inside. Instead of just experiencing, because then you're just, you're, then your fear of that the child's gonna go, they're gonna go off to college, they're gonna do these different things, and then you, you create more desire for them not want to, and you're just resisting the moment. All you're doing is causing more stress for yourself. It's like, I don't wanna get out of sixth grade, I don't wanna get out of high school. Like, oh my God, like you, you're, you're, all you're doing is resisting, and you're causing stress in your life. That's the whole point. So it doesn't matter if it, whether you're raising a kid, whether you're in your business, whether it's a physical. It doesn't. Every moment of your life is an opportunity to grow spiritually. And just when you're when when business happens to be more than fifty percent, or your work happens to be more than fifty percent of your life, why not use it as an opportunity to gain more self awareness? You don't even say enlightenment. It's like, how do you gain? How do you be a better human being? How do you feel better inside? that's the whole point. Forget about all the big terms that you have to deconstruct because you feel like they're just only reserved for people that have reached enlightenment. It's not what it is. It's just better to feel good inside. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Business Meets Spirituality. I know there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and I appreciate you choosing this one. If you liked it, how about sharing with some friends? And folks, remember, never give
1: up on joy.